the Bible Study Podcast, episode 300. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Colossians. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen, and this is episode 300. And to celebrate episode 300, we're going to do a Bible study. (laughs) And we're continuing on in Colossians in chapter 3. And I will warn you that the most controversial verse, the one that people are going to have most problems with, is going to be in this week's episode. And that's going to be, wives, submit yourself to your husbands. I don't think it needs to be controversial. And we're starting where we're starting in Colossians 3 to put this in perspective. Colossians 3, starting in verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts as Since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This short two-paragraph section is summarized as rules for holy living. And it's not very long, and yet it's fairly comprehensive. You may remember in the last episode, we talked about all of those things that we were setting off as an old man's things, all of those old behaviors that we had, sexual morality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, idolatry, all those things that were an old man's things. Paul says they died with Christ and you have risen with him anew. And now how should we live? How should we act towards one another? And this is the answer to that question. He ended the section we did last week with there's no Jew or Gentile circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. And we talked about how our people are now God's people. And so this is therefore as God's chosen people. So he says, We've established now that you have died with Christ, you've been raised new, and you've been raised as God's people, as God's chosen people, as the people who God sought out, sought after, followed, and brought into this family, holy and dearly loved. So before we do anything, we establish that you are God's people, you are holy, and you are dearly loved. Therefore, then... Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. How much better are our relationships if in the morning when we get up and we put on our pants, when we put on our suit, when we put on our dress, whatever we're getting dressed with, you clothe yourselves with compassion. Compassion where we think how other people would feel compassion and empathy, where we think about and we reach out for, we long for other people to have a better day. We long for other people's lives to be better. Kindness, where we look for those little things. And I think of kindness as a little thing. Kindnesses aren't these huge acts of wonderful sainthood, 
kindness are those little things we do, the smile that we give to the clerk, the good morning that we give to our coworkers, the word of concern or the question about how you're doing for somebody who's having a hard time. Kindnesses, I don't think, are big mammoth things. They're small, little, everyday, practical, important things. I think those little kindnesses that we give each other are those little ways that we build relationships. I don't think we build relationships, most of our relationships, in these huge mammoth ways. I think we build them with daily, weekly, practical, ongoing kindnesses. Humility. Humility that just says, remember the word, we've talked about it before, is a word in Greek that means to think of yourself rightly, to think of yourself in a balanced fashion, not to think of yourself as having no value, but not to think of yourself as the center of the universe around which everything revolves. And that's a tough thing because from my point of view, I'm like in a movie where I'm in every scene because from my point of view, everything does revolve around me. Every single day, everybody who is talking to somebody, everybody who is talking to somebody, I am there from all that I can see. But humility is an understanding that, yes, but you're just seeing things from your point of view. You're not the center of the universe. Things do not revolve around you, that other people have value too. And to look for and see and appreciate it, and to appreciate it in a way that doesn't need to be compared with me. I can appreciate that you might have a better voice than me, and that's terrific. I might appreciate that you have a skill that I can't aspire to, and that's great. I might appreciate that you are more attractive than I am. I might appreciate that you are smarter than I am. And I don't have to lessen anything about the ways that I can appreciate the gifts that God has given me to understand that God has given you gifts as well. That, to me, is an understanding of humility. Gentleness. Gentleness, I think, very much like kindness. But especially gentleness, I think, relates to power. How do you deal with the power that you've been given, the authority that you have been given? And I think of parental relationships often because as a big man— somebody who is six foot three, when I was holding a little tiny child, I was reacting with gentleness. And we should treat each other that way because we are breakable people. All the people that you know are breakable. And you know that because you've seen so many of them who are broken. And how do you deal with things that are breakable? You deal with them with gentleness and with patience because you cannot deal with other people without needing patience from time to time. Let's be honest with it. We need patience because other people try our nerves. Other people are not as smart as we would like them to be. They are not as wise as we would like them to be. They are not as considerate as we would like them to be. They are not as fast as we would like them to be or to drive. And so we need to deal with them with patience. And as Paul says, bear with each other. Put up with each other. Deal with each other as if the stupid thing they just said, as if that unkind remark that they just made, as if how they're not getting what we're trying to say, bear with them because with the belief that they still have value, even if I don't see it at this moment. You bear with children who are two years old because you know that they won't stay two years old. Treat each other as if you could see in them the value that God sees in them, especially, especially if they are God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. Bear with one another and forgive each other because they're going to screw up. Everybody you know is human. 
Everybody you know is flawed. And guess what? From their point of view, so are you. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And that is where we stand. We stand with our old self having been dealt with on the cross and stand in forgiveness and therefore treat others that way. And over all these virtues, after you've gotten dressed, after you've clothed yourself with compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, over all that, your outer garment is love, which binds them all together in perfect unity because everything that is wrapped up in love is going to be better. Every day that is wrapped up in love is going to be better. Every relationship that is wrapped up in love is going to be better. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. There are many of you I know who are not at peace. And I grieve for that because God desires you to live at peace. That doesn't mean that there won't be problems in your life, but an understanding that God is at the center. It may be a storm but we are not lost at sea alone. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Not the peace of your situation, not the peace of your circumstances, but the peace of Christ. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. We are also called to be messengers of peace, to bring people back to relationship with God so that God can mend that relationship, to bring peace where there is strife. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another, as you deal with one another, as you, as you teach, as you sing together, as you spend time together, as you fellowship together, do all of those things as you spend time together, as you praise God together, as you worship together, as you work together, and give thanks to God for all of that. And then, within that context, wives, submit yourself to your husbands as is fitting with the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only when their eye is on you and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs, and there is no favoritism. These four or five things, I think, are specific advice to specific relationships because we are supposed to live in this love that we talked about and because we are supposed to live as if we were serving God in all of things, in all our work, but in all our relationships, as if we are doing things for Christ, right? Bound up with those two things then are these five things, wives, husbands, children, fathers, and slaves. He sees wives who are trying to live apart from their husbands. He sees husbands who are harsh with their wives. He sees children who are disobedient. He sees fathers who are too difficult. He sees slaves who are just trying to curry favor. And I think he's bringing out those five things as an example of what he's trying to do, which is saying, in all your relationships, act as if the Lord you're serving. Now, with husbands, he is more harsh later on, and he raises the bar in other letters when he says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and laid down his life for it. So he calls us all to live in relationships that look at someone else and sees Christ and serves Christ in all our relationships, husbands, wives, children, parents, slaves, masters, bosses, employees, Live as if it is the Lord Christ you are serving. 
With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have been here for 300 episodes or have gone back and caught up, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If you found any value in this, feel free to go to iTunes and leave a, and leave a review. That is how most people find the show. And with hope for 300 more episodes, thanks so much for listening. Hey there, it's Carly Marcoule, your host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.